If you're a founder, business owner, or someone who's trying to figure it out and you've ever felt frustrated, frantic, or unfulfilled, then you're in the right place. My name is Tara Payton. I'm a marketing strategist and consultant who's worked with hundreds of founders. And I am here to tell you there is a space for you to center yourself, get focused, experience fulfillment, and live in flow because you deserve it. I am here to walk you through the phases of life and business most won't, and we will own each stage together. Sometimes I'll be joined by other founders, friends, and special guests who are willing to share the highs and lows of their journey and have since found their own flow. Welcome to Found the Flow. Now let's get you to step into yours. I'm Jessica Hurley, founder of Insta Podcast and the host of The Stranded Phase. And I'm taking over the show today because who better to interview your guest than somebody that gets to sit behind the strategy chair of all of Tara's favorites and her guests, her work, and all the cool things that she does as a marketing strategist and consultant. I absolutely love what she does. So I am here to ask her some questions. So... How you feel? You you ready? I'm ready. I'm relaxed. Look, I'm a guest <laughs> at this point, so I'm chilling. Yeah. So if you've ever listened to my show, we're jumping off the deep end real quick. Okay. So I have to say that when I met you, this was a given, right? And anyone listening will know this as a as an audience member, or if you've ever, if they've known you in your the capacity at which you do as a consultant, your skill level is unmatched. You've worked with Fortune 500 companies. You have been in the corporate realm. You've been a trusted uh, go-to voice in, in the industry. Absolutely incredible. One of my personal favorite things about you is that as I've gotten to know you, you are so many, you are layered. You're like an onion. I'm a Gemini. So there's multiple personalities. There's multiple <laughs> there's personalities 25 here. <laughs> different ones ready to go at any given point in time. That's You're who you want to be it. when you wake up. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ask my husband. I'm, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I, and I love that about you. But what's so interesting to me, and I'm just going to say this, because I have had the fortunate uh, reality of working with so many incredible women that came from corporate industries mm -hmm. and they wear this um and i i was in corporate too so i know this mask mm -hmm. i know this mask of like always being on mm -hmm. and just a very corporate um professional mindset mm -hmm. and when i got to know you i was like wow there's so much there um you are just you're spiritual you're grounded you're you have such a uh, keen understanding to like you know, everything from manifestation to trust and patience, mm -hmm. which I think from a corporate world is the opposite. We're so used to mm. do it, do it Being now, impatient. do it fast. Two part question, where did you get that from? Like, where did you dive into this and feel like this felt like home for you, spiritual, like spirituality wise? Mm -hmm. And then how do you balance it? Cause I can get real floaty up in like- How do I balance what, the spirituality? The spirituality and business mm. because mm. I'm just gonna say this. If you've ever met like a hero healer or someone that's super spiritual, um, they don't run business well. Like they'll be like, I'm right. I'm not very technical, or they struggle with the balance that is mm -hmm. required as a CEO and a founder. Mm -hmm. There's some work we gotta do. Mm -hmm. So what inspired you to deep dive into your spirituality? And then how do you balance founder and spirituality, being grounded? Like how do you right. balance it all? That's a good question. I and you asked me this, and I was like, I honestly don't know um how i develop my spirituality i think 
for me, it started when I was younger and I was raised in the church, raised Christian, Baptist, and I would question everything, right? I just have always been a questioner. If you were to talk to my parents, they would say my first word was why. And I would always be like, well, dad, why? Or mom, why? Like, why this, why that? And you growing were that child. Up, yeah, I was that child. I would be like, why? And it's not just why do we have to do something? I would want to know the why behind whatever. And um, to the point of being raised religious, I was questioning the church. I was questioning the Bible. I would read things and they wouldn't make sense to me. And I would question, but I really wouldn't get the answers. Like I wouldn't get a true answer. So I've always been that person. Um, so I think that there was some disconnect for me there because I couldn't get the answers. Um, and now that I'm thinking about this, I'm also thinking about, um, you know, doctors, right? I, I remember, um, you know, family members going through things and I would ask, well, like, why is this happening? Like mm -hmm. my grandmother had colon cancer and I'm like, well, why? Can you explain this to me why right. it happens? So I'm always been the seeker of information and I won't, mm, I guess I didn't trust it. And it's interesting that you mentioned trust because I am a very trusting person when things make sense to me. Yes. The whole time I'm listening to you say this, I'm going, okay, so wait. For you to question everything, need to know the process, and want to know why, that is the opposite. Of who I am. Of being spiritual. Right. And trusting because it that is a true journey of surrender. Mm -hmm. You're saying, whatever I think, whatever I see, whatever I know, whatever I uncover, I trust it to be true. Mm -hmm. And there's not much factually behind it mm -hmm. so i'm like that's very interesting i don't i don't really know how it came i think it was a combination of a bunch of different things and i think for me um as i got into like young adulthood so like early to mid-20s i spent a lot of time by myself i wasn't in a relationship mm. i wasn't seeking a relationship i was really trying to build who i was and figure that out. And so much so that I spent time abroad by myself. I used to live in Paris. So I was on a study abroad mission. And I think that was probably one of the most profound experience, experiences that I have had because I literally, if you've ever been in one of the flats in Paris, they are literally a room with the bathroom and the pullout bed and all that stuff. And everything is small. And everything <laughs> is small. Like in and, and that experience made me realize just how much waste we have here in the United States. And then it also made me realize how much I don't necessarily need or what we've been taught that we need that we don't necessarily need. So it made me appreciate things a lot more. I don't really know if I'm answering the question, Jessica. No, no. But it's, you know, a bunch of different experiences have led to me developing my own spiritual spirituality. And I mm. won't say that it's just like one thing. I take from a bunch of different things. See, this is actually where we're so alike. And this is why yeah. I think I trust you so much in, in, in other capacities because this is, I feel the most seen and understood when I talk to you because that's very much who I am too. It's like, mm. I'm kind of all over the place. I absolutely believe in God. I absolutely understand who our creator is. Um, I also think that there are other tools and modalities that are were created to help us better understand ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, so I am kind of all over the place, but. I wouldn't even categorize it as all over the place. I would say it's more accepting. Correct. Right, it's more accepting of, there's not just one way. There's not just one way, and I think you and I have talked about this too at length, mm -hmm. is like, we, in no shade whatsoever, but 
we have, I've known several religious people that are very judgmental mm-hmm. of those that use other modalities yes. because they believe that some people make those things their God. Mm-hmm. And to me, and I don't know how we got this far, but to me, I think that it is just, it is prayer and action. It is mm-hmm. connection with self. Mm-hmm. To me, it's God led me there. I'm now using these modalities to deeper understand myself so that I can take action mm-hmm. in manifesting and creating and attracting and getting into alignment with whatever God has planned for me. Mm-hmm. It's almost like these are tools I use to speed up the process. Mm-hmm. By, Absolutely. Instead of, cause most people learn themselves through mistakes. We all do. Right. I feel like a lot of these modalities allow me to learn and see them quicker. They allow you to learn, they allow you to see them quicker, but then they also allow you to explore really who you are as a person versus blindly following something that you can't get answers from or for or to or however you want to phrase that, right? Um, So I think that I am the person that I am because I'm very accepting. Very much so. I want to go back to what you said because you skimmed over it and I'm like, no, that has got to do with everything probably as to why you, who you are. People don't spend time with themselves like that. Oh yeah. If you've never spent time by yourself and I, I and I, what I'm talking about, I'm not talking about, um, you know, a weekend. I'm talking about years. Yes, yes, of course I had a job and I had a corporate job, but I was really spending like time by myself, figuring out what I wanted to do, who I was. A lot of times people don't, one, they don't get the opportunity to do that and or um, they really just don't have the time to do it. But it is very, like it is very much a part of who I am. And I've always been independent. So, you know, that can kind of play into it as well. But there's something different from being independent and actually spending time by yourself to really learn and know who you are and who you actually want to be, what you like, what you don't like, and things like that. Can we just talk about stillness for a second? Like, I'm I'm curious if this was your journey at all because I I spent an immense amount of time by myself the last year and a half, mm-hmm. and it is daunting. It's almost like a um, I don't know. I think about like a workout regimen. Like it's you go in and it's like the fakest experience ever. Like you go mm-hmm. in a gym and you're trying to make it work and you're like, I don't even know how to use this equipment. Like mm-hmm. this, I look like an idiot. You have to force yourself into it. Mm-hmm. Then you get into a phase where you're not seeing any results. So mm-hmm. you're very uncomfortable. And so I remember in my times of the beginning of my stillness where I was like, this sucks. Like mm-hmm. I'm lonely, this is stupid. Like, you know, even the reading, it all felt, the reading and the journaling and the practicing and the exercises felt forced and I was still seeking external things. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, you finally get over this hump. You finally lose 10 pounds. You finally Mm -hmm. can Mm -hmm. like, you're like on top of the ladder and you're like, oh, there's something over Mm -hmm. there. Like, Mm -hmm. and then to now to fast forward where I like get excited Mm -hmm. when I wake up and know I have a day by myself. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like, no, no people pleasing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like I am walking and journaling and kayaking and, and all of these things will be done. Right. Just me. And I right. get to actually listen to my own thoughts. Oh, I have a four hour car ride by myself. Mm-hmm. I could oh, like, the car is the best. I could like <laughs> kick my heels like Dorothy. Yes. Like I'm so excited. Was, mm-hmm. do you feel like maybe Paris or just studying abroad got you to a place where you were like, I'm so content and happy with myself? It was definitely Paris. I, I went through those phases, mm-hmm. right? To answer that part of the question, I definitely went through those phases when I was in Paris that um, pretty much, 
you know, I went through the phase where I was like, oh, I miss people, right? I miss my people. I miss my family. Um, in the time when I was in Paris, it was actually their rainy season. So it was it was different. Ooh. Like there was a, it was very depressive. Like it, mm-hmm. it was a whole lot to deal with. Um, so I'll say that. But I did go through those phases where it was like, mm, I miss my people. But in all actuality, I've always been comfortable being by myself. Mm. And so even when I was younger, um, I want to say I was in the eighth grade. I went on um, an immersion experience and I went to Barbados with a group of students and some teachers. And it was a program through Atlantic City. I'm from Atlantic City. It was a program through, I think, the Boys and Girls Club. I don't remember. Mm -hmm. But I went down to Barbados and people would look at that and be like, yo, are you crazy? You sending your daughter to Barbados by herself? Like, I've just always been wired that way to do things, you know, by myself and spend time by myself. But I did go through those phases in Paris. Of course, I think it's natural to kind of miss people, to miss that interaction. But once you settle into it and you really start to connect with yourself, which is the most important, I think that is when you really start to tap into some really true power. I'm listening to you say this, and I'm thinking this is what came up for me, and you tell me if this sounds about right. I feel like your strength is you're attached to nothing. Like detachment, like flow. Mm -hmm. Like your primary flow comes from like, it would be great, it would be nice, I see the best intentions with this, Mm -hmm. if it does not work, if it does not go as planned. Even, Mm -hmm. I've even seen you do that about things that most people take very seriously, like Mm -hmm. partnership and business relationships. And Mm -hmm. you have just always been very in flow. Mm -hmm. And just like, it would be great if it goes like X, but if it doesn't, it's also fine. I think yes, so that is absolutely me. And I think I've always been that way because I'm a very optimistic person. Mm-hmm. And I know that if it's something that doesn't work out, there's always greater. Always. There's always something around the corner. Mm-hmm. And I know that I am the type of person that will always be provided for. Hmm. What do you think you got that from? I don't know. I don't know. Because I feel like there's a, there's a point where... Because I honestly did not grow up in a, in a family that was that way. Mm-hmm. So I honestly don't know. Maybe it was the way that I saw, because again, I question everything. So I would think, you know, why are they thinking this way? Or why are they doing things this way? And I would do the opposite. Mm-hmm. And it almost came across as me being rebellious, but I just Not really you. was like, <laughs> you know, what, that rebellious spirit would come up out of me, that personality, one of the 25, right? And so it, I think that's why my mother and I would clash because mm. I will always question her. And I don't know if it was maybe deep down inside she knew like, or she had an experience that, um, you know, some of the things I was questioning on, she maybe questioned herself, but we would go. Head to head. Yes. So you've always been kind of untamed. Untamed? I don't know if I would say untamed. Not rebellious, not untamed. I don't even think it's rebellious. (laughs) I think I I was just curious, but Mm -hmm. I don't think that people knew how to deal with that curiosity. Because you just didn't take anything at face value. No. It needed to be explained. It needed to be understood. And your version of certainty, stability, Mm -hmm. is like your stability and your trustworthiness lies in like, which is very interesting, is either like the facts, do the Mm -hmm. facts match up? Do the things make sense? Or which I don't see this often, or on a soul level, does it feel right? Right, I was gonna say, does it feel right? It Mm -hmm. has to feel right. Like even us recording, 
you know, for the podcast, I said to you, like, let's cancel some sessions because I'm not feeling it. Yeah. And you go with that. Right. That's why I feel like you've mastered detachment. Like you've yeah, mastered flow. Yeah, I just flow. make a decision. It's like what it is. That's how I feel. I have to move on it. I have to act on it. I, when I meet people like this, I'm like, you probably never experienced FOMO, have you? Like fear of miss, missing yeah, out on something? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I've, I've definitely experienced FOMO. I've experienced FOMO, but I think the way that I deal with it is I'll have that feeling in the moment, but I don't let it linger. I don't let anything linger. I think that's the thing. Mm. And I, I was actually reading, I just read a quote, somebody posted it on Instagram, and my mother hates this about me. Like, I don't have a lot of memories from my childhood. I don't know why, I don't know what it is, but I read something, it was saying something about, you don't have to have memories in order to like live a fulfilled life or to be healed. And sometimes not having those memories is actually protection for you. Mm. So my mom is always like, you had a great childhood. Like, well, how do you not remember? And I'm like, I don't know. Like I lit, I, my husband can ask me a question and be like, well, what happened like two days ago? I'm like, I don't remember, babe. And he'd be like, yo, it was just, I, I legit, I experience it and I let it go. Okay. This is so good. So hold on. So let's transition this into business for a moment mm -hmm. because now I'm like, okay, wait, so now I really see where you are because this okay. is very much me. Okay. Is the our businesses require which we struggle to get there often when we're frantic and i think you talk about this in some other episodes but our businesses require of us to be visionaries mm -hmm. and sometimes well i used to think this was that i very much would joke and i'd be like i'm an entrepreneur by accident i'm not a visionary mm -hmm. i just kind of go with things as they come mm -hmm. but now i'm listening to this and i'm like in this very moment like you were just incredibly present with everything like to not live in because what do they say like anxiety is thoughts of the future and trauma or something is thoughts reliving of reliving the, the past reliving the past yeah so then the only thing left is to be immaculately present mm -hmm. and do you feel like you are very present i should probably ask your husband not you i think i can do <laughs> i think so i think that there's always um i think that i can do a better job at it right i'm not going to say that i'm perfect at it but I am very intentional about being in the present. So that's why like, if my husband and I are traveling, you won't know about it because I'm not recording anything you on literally social media. Do not. Like I don't have my phone. I came in here said and I lost my phone. Said your right? brand manager. Right, and so <laughs> if it's not for my husband Dwayne recording or taking pictures or like, hey, take a picture, do this. Like he's made me more conscious to capture the moment so that you can relive it. But that's just not naturally who I am. So when I'm in an experience, I'm legit in an experience. I literally am laughing in my mind because I'm thinking about what you posted the other day when you and Dwayne were, you and your husband were sitting in the grass. In the grass. And you were like, we're sitting in, here we are sitting in the he grass was asking, again. He was, like, what if, he was like, what are you looking at behind the scenes? I was like, no, we're in the grass. Like that's, <laughs> that's what we do. We are tree huggers. We're in the grass. We will get spiritual on you. Like we do all the things, but what it really does for us is it fulfills us. Mm. Hey, if you want to figure out how to go from being a frantic founder to a founder in the flow, then you better go ahead and get on my email list. Take the quiz to find out where you are currently in the founder's journey, how it impacts your marketing, and I'll send you information straight to your inbox that is known to get you in flow, keep you in flow, and get consistent customers and cash flow coming to your company. So go ahead and take the quiz. It's linked in the show notes, and I will see you next time. Okay, so tree huggers, love this because this is kind of like who I've transitioned into over the years. How do you balance, and I'm gonna use the verb, how do you balance being a tree hugger and a founder 
of a successful business. Mm-hmm. How do you balance that? Because that is where I'm at in the middle of a struggle. I feel like I get really flowy. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, ma'am, you have a business to run. Go back. Like, <laughs> that's a good. I, or, okay, so I'm going to answer it this way. I think it's because I'm a Gemini. Like, most people look at Geminis and they're like, yo, they're crazy. Too sad. There's <laughs> multiple layers to every person, right? But Geminis get a bad rap. And I think because I'm able to live with that duality, it keeps me balanced, Yes, right? That's what keeps me balanced. I have the turn up side and I have the chill side. And most times I'm somewhere in the center, right? So it balances me. Centered. Yeah, like it it really keeps me balanced. And so even if you're not a Gemini, um, you know, there are ways to keep yourself balanced and grounded. Mm. And I'm very conscious about that. And I also can feel when I'm getting loopy mm. or like when it's getting to be too much. What does that feel like? Explain that. Cause I'm- It's like you, this is when you get the thoughts in your head and stuff starts spiraling and you start having that negative talk and it's like, hold up. So then my other side comes in, one of those personalities comes out and it's like, no, that's not what we're doing today. We're going to do something else. And so if I need to go outside and like literally ground myself, which means I'm putting my feet in the grass, putting my feet on the earth, to ground myself, then that's what I'll do. Mm. But you have to really be connected with who you are and be able to feel that and be able to know when things are getting off balance. Y'all gonna stop Mm. coming for us Gemini's too. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I remember being on a call with you and I was explaining that to you that I felt like I had gotten very airy Mm. um, on this journey. And when we're talking about spirituality, I, I deep dove into almost, it, it almost felt like a season of like, I kind of became obsessed with it. Like a mm-hmm. lot of just different It's easy to deepness. get sucked into it too. Yes. And then you also have, I mean, you have to be careful because- You do. There was one point I wanted to be a yoga instructor. I wanted to do Bikram yoga. I don't know if y'all know what happened with the whole Bikram yoga thing, but the leader who founded Bikram yoga took that whole thing and he was allegedly, you know, taking advantage of women. Right, and so some people misuse spirituality. I think some people misuse religion, spirituality, all of the all things. Of it, yeah. So you really just have there's to be- There's people misusing internet marketing, right? Right, it's so everywhere. there's people yes. that misuse things because they come from a place of authority, so it's easy to get sucked in. But again, I'm always questioning. Mm. And I have I have a good, I have a good- Judge I'm a, of character. Right, I'm a good judge of character and I can really tell who people are without necessarily needing to be around them for a long time. Mm. My discernment is on a thousand. Do you think that discernment spreads across business and personal for you? Yes. You can can tell it Yeah, it doesn't doesn't shut off. Mm. It doesn't shut off. This just takes me so deep into like not being, because a lot of creatives, not necessarily creatives, but a lot of entrepreneurs, women, um, we can be people pleasers. And I feel Mm. like, what's coming across for me around you is you are not. You've, I don't think I've ever been, I've never identified not. with being a people pleaser. Mm-mm. I will tell you no in a heartbeat and not <laughs> and not think about it. Because I, right, I just, that has never been me. I've always stood on what I believe in at that time. And I also believe that I can change my mind at right. any given time, right? But if it is what it is in that moment, then it is what it is. So, Help me understand this because you told me something recently that I almost had a minor heart attack. I was like, wow, that is 
insanely impressive because I could have never done that. Mm. And this goes back to your strength in detachment and flow is we did season one of your podcast. Um, you know, and it's it's my job from the strategy standpoint to kind of deep dive into your message and what you want to get across to people and who you want to serve and how you want to serve them and how we can articulate that through the message. Mm -hmm. And um, I was I had a very clear version of you then, and then you got really quiet, and I was like, okay, maybe I don't know what's going on. Maybe we're, she's not doing that anymore. I don't mm -hmm. know. And then um, we booked a call together towards the end of your season, and you told me a story about just realizing that you needed to be incredibly still because even though, and I really want somebody listening to listen to this part, even though what you're doing makes money and comes off successful in terms of whatever you deem successful or the public deems successful, it was successful. There was something within you that made you realize that it felt very out of alignment mm -hmm. and you were willing this was the part that gave me a minor heart attack. You were willing to put things on pause that were working to say, and I just imagine it as like a, a table of papers and they're starting to pile up and you're mm -hmm. just like, well, because I can't sort this out, I'm just smacking everything off the table. We're gonna clean the table and I'm starting with a fresh new table. Mm -hmm. and, and after building something that works, what made you finally say, like, was it a message was it a meditation? Was it a, what made you finally say, okay, I can, I can pause all of this because something doesn't feel right. I think it was, first of all, feeling that it wasn't right. Right. And then. Can you remember the exact feeling? Like, what was it where you were like, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. I just didn't enjoy it. Oof. And I it, think. And it can be that simple. Right. It can literally be that simple. Why right. am I doing all this? I didn't enjoy it. Um, you know, I spent thousands of dollars mm -hmm. building this thing, made thousands of dollars, but at the end of the day, I'm not here to do things that I don't enjoy, especially as an entrepreneur. Yes. Right, if I'm charting my own course, if I'm building this business, if I am doing something that I'm supposed to be proud of and I don't enjoy it, then I might as well get a corporate job. And this is supposed to be my life by design. Right. How do I go from one unhappy place to the other? Right. And I, I built it. Right. I'm not feeding someone else's dream. I, I built, built this it. mess. Right. Here I am driving the ship I hate. Right. This doesn't make any sense. Right. Right. And so I shut it down. And I, I, I've always, I'm the queen of transitions. Like even in corporate, when I left, when I left a job, the next job I had was not even related to the job that I had prior. The job after that was not related to the job that I had prior. So if you look at my resume and you look at me on paper, you'll probably be like, yo, how does she go from marketing to uh, business development to head of sales? Like it didn't make, it doesn't make sense on paper. But when I'm done with something, I'm done with it. And so that's just what I did for my business. So I shut it down. Um, I reframed my coaching program, which I'm no longer coaching, but for the people who need help, you can receive it as a course. And I said, you know, I really want to get back to, um, first of all, helping a different caliber of client mm -hmm. and helping them in a different way. Mm. Because I've always been a problem solver. Yes. And so coaching, while it allows you, especially group coaching, it allows you to have a, a larger reach. Mm -hmm. The impact was not there enough for me for who I was serving at the time. Mm. 
Very out of alignment. So, yeah, um, yeah it was out of alignment with me. Mm. There's so many pieces here. Like, to be successful, to have built this entire thing, and to be willing to be still. And then when you put, when you're willing to dismantle everything, and I don't know if you guys heard it, but through all of that, what I heard was a little bit of fearlessness. Like mm -hmm. you can be very fearless because you have to be fearless mm -hmm. to tell the world, tell your spouse. I ain't even tell him. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know I'll what? I'll be praying for him. I really do. <laughs> He's good. He's good. He know. I, you know what I, I love about him? He knows that whatever it is I decide to do, I'm going to make sure that we're good. We see it through. Mm -hmm. That's perfect. I see like fearlessness. Because on top of that, when I, I just imagine like if had you had you had, I think you had some team members, like mm -hmm. you have some team members, you have an audience that trusts you for X, you, and I'm going to say this openly, you had not done it that long from an mm -hmm. entrepreneurial standpoint. Mm -hmm. So I just see so many thought patterns and people that I've worked with before that would be like, oh, I need to maintain this authority. People are going to think I'm pivoting, I'm switching up, all nope. these things you were literally fearless in the pursuit of like, no, I'm more than willing to put all of this on pause. And I don't intend or expect to know what the next thing is for me mm -hmm. next week. I'm no. okay if it takes some time. No, I took five months being quiet. So when we- <laughs> y'all hear so, that? <laughs> so, and like, I, I wasn't trying, you know, sometimes we, we, move from one thing to the next. And if that's the message, if that's what you're receiving, then absolutely, by all means, go do it. But I was led to just sit in silence because I think, you know, talking about my time in Paris and all the time I've spent by myself, I remember those experiences being so profound for me mm. because I had time to sit and mm. be quiet and be by myself, right? And so that's what led to what you now see on season two of the podcast, right? We've taken a totally different direction. My business is taking a totally different direction. You mm -hmm. know, I'm undergoing a rebrand, like all of these things are intentional, but they would not have come if I was continuing to do work just for the sake just of doing do. work. Just right. to do. I just, I just, like, I just want to hone in on this because I know this to be so freaking true. And I want someone listening to this to hear this. And then I want you to speak to this. It's mm -hmm. like, when you spend that time alone and you are willing to be still, there is this ugliness that hurts so bad that 99.9% .9 of people will jet. Mm -hmm. They will run from the stillness because I always explain to people that it is like the rediscovery, the uncovering is like going back to being a baby. Mm -hmm. You have found all these things that give people reasons to validate you. You found all these things that create your internal worthiness that you mm -hmm. like, check, check, check. Okay, people tell me that I'm great at this. I can do this. I provide value. Mm -hmm. I'm here, I'm there, da, da, da. When you are still, none of those things are occurring. Mm -hmm. You are not providing value. You are not being worthy to anyone. You are not showing value. There's just, you're not doing, you are being. Mm -hmm. And from someone who experienced it, I remember a point in my stillness where the thoughts got so loud that I was like, am I, am I regressing? Is this too mm. much time alone? Like the positive thoughts or the negative, the negative thoughts? thoughts? Okay. They got louder mm -hmm. and I was like, oh wait, this is too much mm -hmm. time alone. And I almost ran. 
I mm. almost ran. Like I was almost like, okay, this is too much. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to heal too much. I need mm. to retract. And when I allowed myself to feel all of that, mm -hmm. and I say this like it was so dreaded, but it was really like that particular feeling was like three weeks. Mm -hmm. And when I let myself feel through that, it was the other side of that that I was like, oh, oh, now shit is clear. Mm -hmm. Crystal clear, like Windex, mm -hmm. it dried. I could see I could see outside and my own reflection. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, it was like I cleared up all the suppressed, lack of a better word, shit. Like mm -hmm. I just cleared it. And I just think, and I, I guess I'm asking in your stillness, in your five months of stillness after building a success, what, what most people would consider a profitable and a successful business in a very short amount of time, in your five months of stillness, was there a moment where you were like, uh, ma'am, you need to get to work or you're gonna lose your authority. You're gonna lose your audience. You're gonna lose your trust. You're going to lose your momentum. Um, I think that there was, but I didn't care. I just, <laughs> I'm sure that there was. I'm sure that there was like, oh, I need to be putting out content or, oh, I need to do this or I need to do that or whatever this or that is. But I would always come back to what I'm putting out is not in alignment with who I am shifting into. So if I do that, I'm not honoring this whole process. Mm. So you're stopping and saying, I will not show up unless it feels 100%. Very, so until I, don't I find wanna, myself. I don't want it to be like feel 100% because that gets into, oh, you're not moving because you're seeking perfection. And that mm -hmm, was not mm -hmm. it. So I just want to make that very clear because I am the queen of doing things. You can ask my brand designer. I'm the queen of doing things. It could be ugly. Like, I don't care. I move to action. That's never been a problem. But I think it was more about, um, you know, sometimes you, you get that pressure or you feel the pressure or maybe it's external. But honestly, I had to check myself and say, okay, where is this pressure coming from? Is it because I see other people posting? Is it because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, somebody else is doing it? Or is it because I really have a message that I want to share? And if it wasn't the latter, I wasn't moving on it. It could have been anything else, but it's like, is this in alignment with who I now am shifting into? Mm. Right? And if it wasn't, I was like, all right, cool. We ain't making no content. We ain't sending no emails. I don't post for five that. days and I have a heart attack. I'm like, I'm going to lose all my momentum. I don't be, I don't, yeah, I, I just told y'all, I don't even have my phone half the time. You really don't. Like, so it's not a thing to me. Mm. So after five months of stillness, and I think we can wrap with these few questions, because I think we could, I could go on all day, mm. um, is one, in this five months of stillness, do you feel like you redefined your version of success? what you clearly wanted to define success as. If and when I find myself here, I have arrived. I, so I don't think it was a redefine, re, how do you say that? A redefining, redefining of success? Yeah, I don't think it was a redefining of success. What I think it was, you know, my coaching business was successful. Yes. Right? Absolutely. By all means. And that that's the was how I here. would look at, <laughs> that's how I would look at success for a coaching business. I think it was just, me not wanting that type of successful business, mm. right? So it was figuring out what was the type of success I wanted, not redefine. Is that redefining success? I guess. I think it's hard for people listening because successful is successful. Is it profitable? Like I will tell people about my business all the time and they're mm -hmm. like, wow, that's so unique. How profitable is it? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, even though I know my margins, mm -hmm. I'm like, that's really not 
profitability That's is important, not the but it's not the huge the only measuring stick. Of success. Yes. Correct. And mm-hmm. so I think, did your measuring stick for success change? Yes. Okay. Yes. My measuring Because I heard you stick, say impact earlier. Yeah, my measuring stick def- definitely changed. And don't get me wrong, my coaching business was definitely impactful, but the way in which I wanted to impact people changed. And the way you wanted to show up in the world changed. Correct. It was very unique because then talking to you after that, mm-hmm. um, you know, you said, I've changed everything. And I was like, oh, crap, here we go. And then <laughs> you, you sound like my husband. <laughs> when I got a new business idea, I'm like, baby, I got a business idea. He like, all right, what is it? Yeah. <laughs> Rolls eyes. Go ahead, sweetheart. Uh, sitting in that stillness and you come out, you say that and I'm like, oh, boy. And then you started to explain to me what this now looked like for you. And I was floored because I was like, okay, one, it felt like I was like, shit, I need this information. Like, Mm -hmm. it's good for me. Mm -hmm. It got very clear on that you had gotten very clear on who you wanted to help and how you wanted to impact people. Mm -hmm. Um, What about it? You created it and the framework is incredible, by the way, and you guys will learn more about it in the show. Mm -hmm. But what about it felt so right? I think what felt so right is because not only was it based off of the experiences of my clients, current and past clients, it was also I identified with it. And I think putting it on paper helped me realize the evolution that I was going through or that I have gone through because it's continual as a founder, right? And so Mm -hmm. that was very profound for me because, you know, you can niche down and you can focus on one particular segment of the market but at the end of the day as a founder as a ceo there are similar experiences that we are going through yes right and so for me especially with the framework and the phases um it was profound because i identify myself in each phase right i i remember when i was in each phase right Um, And so I know the journey, I've experienced it myself, and I've also helped clients go through the journey, Mm. right? Um, There weren't really words around it until it kind of came into my brain because I was sitting in the silence. I just hope after this episode, you guys really hear the, the message behind sitting in silence. Like, Mm. I literally crave silence now because I know that's where my creativity is born. Mm -hmm. I know that's where I can hear my thoughts without Mm -hmm. them being filtered through someone else's Mm -hmm. and not just like processing verbally out loud with people, but just like without the filtered thoughts of the things that we hear all day. And Mm -hmm. sometimes that takes days and sometimes that takes weeks Mm -hmm. of like sitting in silence of like, what do I actually want? Mm -hmm. What am I chasing? What? Mm -hmm. I'll never forget when um, I was at a major conference and someone said, it will be riveting when you realize that there's not much of a massive difference in profitability between half a million and a million, Mm -hmm. but everybody wants to make a million dollars. Do you actually know why? Mm. Because you will just increase insurmountable overhead. You will, you will hire more people and you will be sitting on top of an elephant who read good for you. Mm -hmm. The profitability or the margin only changes in inches Mm -hmm. about this much. So what are you actually chasing? Mm -hmm. And when I had to ask myself, like, is that just some arbitrary number that everyone has been saying? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. What do I actually want? Does a million get me the freedom? Does a million get me the life that I desire? Does Mm -hmm. a million give me the impact that I want? Does a million do all these things? A million doesn't actually justify, clarify, or uh, 
quantify or guarantee that I get any of that shit right. at all. Right. I could actually build a big mess mm-hmm. and you've seen it and said it. Mm-hmm. And so when you explained to me helping founders go from frantic to flow, mm-hmm. not only was I like, whoa, crystal clear, worth all five months of your time. Mm-hmm. But I was like, that to me is so telling of someone taking their very personal journey and using their very intimate experience to create a roadmap for someone else. Because if there was any way that I could explain these unique layers, which is what we open with, Mm -hmm. of you, of this onion, Mm -hmm. is that you are incredibly intelligent. You are very skilled. You have the experience around marketing. When you open your mouth around like the industry, product-based marketing, and just being that strategist, jaw to the floor. Mm. But you are also, you live life by your design. You love to be in flow. You've mastered detachment. So there, there's all these things. And there's so many of us, myself included, that as a founder and a CEO, we think, can't have both. Right. Can't have both. And I disagree. I believe you can have both. Why do you have to choose one of hell, anything? I want both. Right. You don't want both? I said, hell, I want both. Oh, you want both. Yeah, you can absolutely have both if you're designing your life. And there are times that I think, and I think for somebody listening, that for so many of us, um, we're grinding for that moment and we have no plan on how to get there. Mm-hmm. Zero. Or when you get there, you're not going to celebrate and appreciate it because you're going to be chasing the next thing. The next and I thing. think that's what you were talking about in trying to get to a million. Was it because you really wanted it or was it because it was an arbitrary number that you heard? Mm-hmm. Right. And so it goes back to being intentional and building and just intentional in everything that we do. Like you have to be intentional about all things Mm -hmm. um, to ensure that you're not building something that you're gonna look back on and say, I don't like it. And if you do, it's okay to change. I don't care if you've done it for six months, 10 years, like shift, it's okay. Let's end with this, because this was really good. And I love when you're vulnerable. What is your intention Mm -hmm. for your audience and the message that you really want them to get from this show? So this season in particular is personal for me. It's personal for my guests. Um, We are bringing more of the vulnerability, more of who we are, more of our truth. And I really want to go behind the scenes so that you all are exposed to really what people go through that you don't see on social media, right? And so that that was really important to me. And that was really what I uncovered in the five months, mm-hmm. right? And we talked through some of that today, but my guests were so gracious to come on and be vulnerable oh, yes. and share stories that they had never shared publicly um, because they know that there is someone out there that may identify with what they've gone through, right? And it's a testament to keep going. It's a testament to let you know that you don't have to stay stuck or you don't have to continue to do something the same way that you've always done it before just because you've done it before and it works. If it is, if God is telling you to move, spirit's telling you to move, whoever is telling you to move, you get that pit in your stomach and you need to move, you move. So this season is really all about um, evolution elevation, um, vulnerability, and shifting into your actual purpose. You guys are about to get some stories, some gems, (laughs) some true transformations. Um, And I just want to end with this because I don't Mm -hmm. think you would have um, thought I would have told this, but. um, Oh Lord. Yeah. 
So just to just to speak to the testament that you are who you say, well, you don't have to say anything. Who you are clearly shines and shows mm -hmm. um, through your actions. But um, one of my favorite things about when I've explained other people to you, because mm -hmm. I after I met you, I told I, you know, we had you come to Innovative Income. Right. I was just like, you have to meet this woman. Like she's mm -hmm. incredible. And um, it's funny. I don't explain you. The back end of the way I explain you to other people is the the marketing consultant, the marketing strategist, the um, even the spirituality. It was that the first time I met you and we recorded together for season one, um, you gave me the safe space to open up to you that I was going through something personal. Mm. And I was very much deep in my transition um, out of a very serious relationship and just you gave me the safe space to express that I was hurting yet still working. Mm -hmm. And so um, I th it's very important to me. And I think for a lot of us as business owners, entrepreneurs, and I think the year that we're going into transitionally that we're all kind of like, hey, I, I work, I hustle, I love what I do, I'm also human. Mm -hmm. And I would like to be in a space where that's okay. Mm -hmm. And when you, you changed nothing about how you saw me after I told you that, you know, cause I've been in spaces where people have made me feel weak for that reason. Mm. Um, and then, when I got home, uh, you sent me a gift. And I'm tearing up saying this. You sent me a gift and it was a card that said thank you for everything that I did and that you were proud of me for showing up in the midst of my pain. And then there was a, um, a, a gem, a crystal, whatever you wanna call it, a crystal um, inside that was um, related to forgiveness. And you were like, here's this. And like, th this is the craziest part about being a good soulful person is like, I'll, to be very authentic, this gem was probably $4. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, like I know I've seen these things yeah. and it was like $4. And I um, just remember like holding it in my hand. I remember the coldness of it. And it was like, if you, it, um, I went and looked up the meaning of it. You wrote in the card what the stone was called. And um, literally a week after that, I went through the hardest part of my transition. And I traveled away to be with myself. And I went in the mountains and I slept with this gem in my hand for a week straight. I literally slept with it. Like it was in my bra, it was in my hand. I put it under my pillow. Like the woman I was with that I grew up with literally every day was like, where's that stupid rock? Like every day she was like, did you forget the rock? Like, and I took it everywhere with me. Um, and like just something like that that speaks to the person who you are and you don't even know you surrendering and you trusting yourself and you knowing, and I'm sure you didn't even overthink what that meant to me right. or what it wouldn't mean to me. Um, it mattered so much. Like that, that gem is still on my altar at home. And um, I just wanted to explain to your audience that, that you have someone leading you through your current transition and your testimony and whatever you're going through um, that is an expert marketer, uh, consultant and strategist, but also just a very, very solid person at heart. You are very much not a people pleaser, but you are a people person and you care about the impact that you have on the world. And she gonna cry, <laughs> obviously. Well, at least we both cried. Uh, did, it, did you drop it here? I did, I, didn't I see did. It's here. <laughs> yes, thank you, uh, you know, those stories for me are not meant to be shared publicly. Mm, I'm sorry. No, but it's your story to tell. You know, mm -hmm. I don't do it for. You don't, you don't do it for the story. You absolutely right. don't. And that's why I wanted to share it because 
Um, that's who you are. You never even asked me about it. You never even said, did you get my gift? Never. You were just like, here, mm-hmm. do what you want with it. You told me when you sent it, I sent you something. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And when I opened it, I was floored. And like, little did I know it was something that I was going to carry around with me physically for a very mm-hmm. long time um, to get me through one of my darkest hours. And so I think it's so important that we're when we're dealing with, um, because people don't realize in a podcast, as a listener, you're going to invest the most time ever 30 to 40 minutes versus social media, YouTube, anything. Right. So they're investing all this time with you. And it's so important to invest time with someone that has been on both sides, mm. that can accept you in your darkest hours, that can see you and not judge you when things are working and when they're not. Mm. And I've seen you literally accept me for who I am at all stages. And I just can't say thank you enough for that. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. You got the tears. (laughs) (laughs) I win. (laughs) Oh, gosh. So thank you for the takeover. Thank you for the collaboration. And uh, thank you for letting me watch you this season. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm excited. And y'all make sure y'all tune in. That's it. Now that's a wrap for this week's episode of Found the Flow. I sincerely hope you feel more aligned regardless where you are on this journey. I've centered this show around my hopes that you find a safe space as you navigate your growth. Make sure to share this on your favorite social platform. Tag me while you're figuring out what being in flow means to you and share this with your people because you really never know who can get something from the message. Until next week, may you find the flow.